0: Hello everybody once again, welcome to Jerry Richardson indoor stadium and it's time for the coach Jay McCauley show brought to you by RJ Rockers. Well, let's see how many games do we cram into January 11 games and since we last spoke, I think we played five life of the SoCon life on the roller coaster. How are you doing through all this? Doing Good doing good. I got a good ball club. We're looking forward to
1: February. Uh, we're right in the mix where we want to be. In a really good league as always. And uh, there's not a better time to be in college basketball than February and March. So
0: we're looking forward to finishing strong. Hard to believe we got just about a month to go before the Southern Conference Basketball Tournament in Asheville. We'll talk about, again, some of the ups and downs, some great, great wins, some frustrating losses. We'll look back on it all and tease the upcoming games, especially a big one coming up this Saturday at home here at Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium. It's all ahead here on the Jay McCauley show. All right, welcome back everybody. Let's start off with the last game since we last had a coaches show and that was the home game against the Citadel. Good win, uh, extended a win streak to three and kind of the high point so far of B.J. Mack's season. B.J. had 27 in that game. Max Klesman had 25. But, uh, you know, we always look at each other, Tom Henson and I on the broadcast and say, where would Wofford be without B.J. Mack this season? He's just played great for you.
1: He's played great. He's been pretty consistent. Uh, we've been able to manage some foul trouble. He's, he's smart to stay away from some of those scenarios and We need a few other guys to do that as well. Uh, But B.J. has been really, really steady for us. And we've had to use him in a lot of different ways when Messiah went out. And uh, he's just been a phenomenal, he's done a phenomenal job in terms of leading uh, his skill inside, his ability to be a threat outside. I think heading into last game, he was shooting over 50% in league play, uh, which I think was number one in the conference. Uh, he's worked on a lot of parts of his game, and we feed off that, and it makes us
0: really, really difficult to guard in some ways. And, you know, it took you guys, I want to say, four or five games yeah. to kind of learn to how to play without Messiah yeah. Jones. BJ a big part of that. Sam Godwin a big part of that. You're, you're getting contributions at times from David Applegren yeah. and some other guys who have to play against bigs who aren't big guys. How did you as a coaching staff work through all of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we just really haven't uh, spent a whole lot of time of focusing on what we don't have. It's more of what we do have and trying to get guys to really buy into helping the team as best they can and next man up. And as a collective unit, I think we can each chip in with that. And uh, BJ has had to play, what, a couple games over 34, 35 minutes. He couldn't do that last year, Uh, and that's a lot of – You know, a testament to his hard work and his focus um, and other guys have had to play longer minutes. So we're going to use this week as a as a time to get better and healed up a little bit physically. Um, But we'll need BJ to continue
0: to play well. Absolutely. So the winning streak at three after the Citadel game and then you go up against so far, what's been proven to be the iron of the Southern Conference Furman and then Chattanooga. That was going to be a tough two game swing in any circumstances. You ran into two ball clubs that are really, really playing well right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it
1: all started both with uh, the first possession of each game. We get a stop and that team gets an offensive rebound, kicks it out for a three or a second chance opportunity. That can get a little deflating. We haven't handled those moments very well, and we've got to be more mature in terms of moving on to the next play and not allowing some of those things to really get us in a hole to where we got a scrap and claw, which we did. I mean, it's 24-22 in the Furman game. It's 37-33 in the Furman game, and we just spent a lot of energy catching up to those guys. Giving up 18 threes to them, you just, you're just you going to have a long night. Uh, Chattanooga giving up a lot of jump shots and wide-open shots to their guys, it's going to be a long night. Uh, but... I like where our team is heading. We're going to have a lot of good moments here in February,
0: and as long as we continue to focus on those little things, we'll be just fine. So that's the question. How would the Terriers respond next when we come back? The return matchup with UNCG next here on the Jay Bacali Show. Welcome back to the coach Jay McCauley show brought to you by RJ Rockers. I'm Jim Noble. So UNC Greensboro comes to town. Obviously a very frustrating game when you played the Spartans up in Greensboro. You lost a game you probably thought you should have had. Your team was ready to play when they came back and proved it by dropping 19 threes on the Spartans that night.
1: Yeah, definitely felt like we let one slip away uh, up in Greensboro. And uh, a few of those games, we've we've done that. Um, And Sam Godwin going out in the first four minutes of that game really, really pressed us in terms of our depth. And I thought we ran out of steam up there, but uh, not the other night. We really came with a focus and an energy and a collective belief on both sides of the floor. And I thought you saw the ball moving, 22 assists against a very, very good defensive team. They're the number one defensive team in the conference. That's what this team can be. Mm -hmm. And that's what our staff is trying to convince these guys if we choose to
0: make some hard choices, if we choose to play that way every time, we're going to have a good chance to be in a lot of these ball games. You mentioned all the assists, and the first name that comes to my mind is Ryan Larson. The way he's playing point yeah. guard, not only his senior leadership, but his assist-to-turnover ratio is astounding. I think he's third in the conference in total assists. He's given you that level of stability, that with a very young team yeah. that goes up yeah. and down sometimes, he really smooths a lot of things out, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he cares at a high level. Everybody who knows Wofford basketball knows he's one of the toughest guys to ever put the jersey on. And he's a desperate senior. We talk about that a lot of just wanting to go out and leave his mark and go out as a champion. And he understands there was a lot of question marks coming in this year, who was going to run the point. And we haven't had a whole lot of depth there. Along with Masai, not a whole lot of depth at the post. Mm -hmm. So he's had to play 33, 34 minutes a game, sacrifice his body. You see him, he's all taped up. And to handle the ball like he has, I think he's top 20 right now in assist to turnover ratio in the entire country. So I couldn't be more prouder of him. Love coaching 11. He's going to have a great ending here. I, I just have a feeling he puts in the work every day. He's going to lead us here down the
0: stretch. Now, after the UNCG game, obviously, you're you're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, but the schedule doesn't do you any favors in terms of a quick turnaround. you got to get right back on the bus on Sunday, head down to Macon, Georgia. And against a Mercer team that was a little shorthanded at the point guard position, you come out. Again, it's those first four or five minutes that you talk about. In this case, though, the Terriers bounce back until the last five minutes got you again. I know that was a frustrating game on Monday down at Mercer. Very much so, and it's the exact
1: same uh, start to the game we just spoke about with uh, Furman and Chattanooga. You get a stop, they get an offensive rebound, they kick it out, make a three, and then you kind of get on your heels. They're all hooting, hollering in their home arena. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was really proud of the way we responded in some gaps, but we're still having large pockets where, you know, We're gifting points to them Mm -hmm. just off simple uh, passing and catching errors. Uh, We're not blocking out. We're not a team that can't afford not to block out, and they get extra possessions. Uh, Simple plays at the rim where we're missing layups and and ones. Got to have those on the road. Got to be able to finish. Got to be able to step up on the free throw line when the game's on the line and knock those crucial free throws down. All those little things will add up and on the road, especially in the Southern Conference, you can't have those moments. And our guys really felt like they let one slip away and it's a tough lesson. Um, But again, every time we've responded this year, it's been because we share the ball and we're playing for each other on the defensive end and that'll continue.
0: And the word that always seems to come to mind, we've been through this in years past with Wofford basketball teams is resiliency. How do you quantify resiliency? Is it something that just has to come from within individually with each player, or can you as a coaching staff create resiliency amongst your team? Yeah, you got no
1: choice but to have resiliency, and we're right in the mix of this league race. Uh, so we tend to focus on the things that count and focus on the things that either win or lose ball games and tell the truth. I think that's what the guys respond to, you know, selling them something that ain't real or. <laughs> I can see right through that Uh, so speaking the truth to these guys having a lot of individual and collective meetings and just making sure we're all pulling the right way hey this is what we look like when we're really good and this is what we look like when we're not so good that's still something that needs to be painted Mm -hmm. and
0: It's how those guys respond, and our guys, I think, for the most part, have done that well this year. All right, when we come back, we will jump right into the February schedule with a home game against ETSU on Saturday. We'll preview that next here on the Jay McCauley Show. Next up for the Wofford Terriers, a home game and a different start time. Saturday, 2 p.m. against East Tennessee State University. First of all, the start time, a little bit different look for you guys. I'm excited
1: about this one. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, life as a coach, when you have 7 p.m. games on Saturday, it's a long day for these guys and our staff uh, just waiting. You know, as a competitor, you want to play at 8 a.m. So we're looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a nice afternoon game where all the families can come out, enjoy the game,
0: go get some dinner here in beautiful Spartanburg and celebrate hopefully a victory love to see a packed house it's national tv game on cbs sports network but come on down if you can let's talk about that first game up there at etse where you really took their crowd out of it it is tough to beat any team in this conference twice teams make adjustments and when and when the previous matchup goes your way there's a tendency to just say hey let's just do work the first time not that easy is it
1: It isn't. Uh, We were the more aggressive team, I thought, over the course of 40 minutes. They're a super talented team, well-coached team. I played for Coach Oliver at Georgia. Got a lot of respect for him and how they do things. And they've got some older guys, right, that are super talented that on any given night can just go off for 25-plus points. So we're going to have to be really, really dialed in to knowing who they are and what their tendencies are and be very, very married and committed to blocking out on the shot because they're athletic, they can get second chance points, they can really run in transition. They hurt us there a little bit in the first half with that aspect of the game, but I thought we controlled the game for the most part, and again, uh, we were
0: ourselves, we were really simple on both ends. Let's continue to the Jay McCauley tradition of knocking off his former coaches in the rematch. You did it to Mike Jones at UNCG. Hopefully you do it to Coach Oliver ETSU. So that one again Saturday, 2 p.m. And looking forward, of course, as we love to do as far as the media, at Sanford, home against Western Carolina, at Citadel. If you're playing your brand of basketball, mm-hmm you do have a chance to get on a little bit of a roll here. We do, and uh, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want our
1: guys looking too far ahead of the, the races. All, all of us coaches and media can do that. Uh, and it's just, we got to with this group, with how we are, we're more of a one possession at a time deal. I think we've played fairly well on the road. In most cases, we've always been in games. Uh, we've had a lot of games where we're in the balance. We just got to figure out how to start better and how to close better. And that's what this February is going to be geared towards. We've got an unbelievable leader in Ryan Larson and Max Klezman and those guys, a steadiness in BJ Mack and Morgan Safford, and a lot of guys that are coming on from the bench that I think uh, I'm excited
0: to see where this ball club goes. All right, speaking of closers, when we close things out, a look ahead at the rest of the Southern Conference schedule and Jay's thoughts on some of the other teams that are making some news in the conference, that's coming up next. And welcome back to the coach Jay McCauley show brought to you by RJ Rockers. Let's take a look at the conference because right now Wofford is in the middle. You could put a blanket over about six teams and the Terriers are smack in the middle. Yes, Chattanooga's had a great start to the conference season with one loss. Yes, Furman has looked fantastic, especially over their last four or five ball games. But for anybody who just wants to go to Asheville and just say, let's watch the Paladins and the Mocs meet in the conference final, I think they've got another thing to them because on any given night, I know it's a cliche, Jay, but the conference top to bottom is stout. Yeah, it's
1: very balanced. And uh, those two teams have been able to close out some games that maybe us and some other teams in the middle have not. And, you know, there's a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, February is going to be sprinkled in with a lot of seven to nine games for each team to play. And there's gonna be a lot of movement still. So in every game we play, we feel like we got a great opportunity, even in a tough league like this, we still feel like we're one of the contenders down there in March. We just gotta
0: take care of ourselves one possession at a time, get a little healthy and uh, get off to a good start here in February. Yeah, when Chattanooga's lone conference loss came to the team that currently ranks last in conference play, that tells you top to bottom how strong the conference is. I I think maybe in closing, a key for you guys is um, when you win, You win big. A lot of the losses have been of those one or two possession varieties. And you say, oh, that's an easy thing to clean up. Um, As you get into those last four-minute situations, uh, does anything have to change in terms of of what happens out on the floor? Are you confident in your guys' ability to grasp that and make corrections? Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: confident in our guys. We talk about it all the time. you got to close games. Everyone's going to get more desperate, right, when you're down to claw back, more committed to what the coach is saying. We can't be so fatigued and fat and happy, so to speak, in the last four or five minutes thinking that teams are going to roll over. Mm-hmm. And even in, in some big, uh, big, big wins we've had, that gap's kind of shrunk a little bit the last four minutes of guys naturally thinking that the game's over. We just – We're not that type of ball club yet. we got a lot of young guys, and this league is too good to think that way. So we got to close games. We can't be so fragile when things don't go our way or when teams are desperate and want to claw back into things. we got to get even more resolved uh, in what we
0: do and how we do things. And uh, I think you'll see that. It's a 40-minute game. We'll make sure this isn't a 40-minute show, so we'll say goodbye. Thanks very much, and best of luck. We'll see you out here Saturday. Thanks, Jim. For Coach Jay McCauley, I'm Jim Noble. As always, thanks so much for watching the Jay McCauley Show, and we'll see you next time.